Welcome to Real College Talk. I'm Morgan Heath-Powers. And I'm Nikhil Nambury. The Real College Talk podcast is your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversations. Our mission is to deliver real advice and true stories to make your post-graduation decision truly your own. Our motto, keep it real. Hello, hello. Welcome to Real College Talk. Hey, Morgan, how are you doing? It's been a while. I know, it has been a while. I'm doing awesome. How are you, Nikhil? Uh, finals week kind of kicked my butt. It was a little rough. Took a, took a few hits, but bounced right back up, back at it with another episode here. And this week, we are discussing exercise. Now, I know y'all might be thinking, Nikhil, are you the best person to be telling us about exercise right now? And yes. yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I'm not the exact model of physical health, but neither is like 90% of the population. So um, I figured that it would be relatable if I jumped on. And I know Morgan's more committed to exercise. She also has a lot of things that she likes to work on too. Nobody's perfect when it comes to their physical. No, no, not at all. So we just wanted to tackle um, some of our best tips, our five tips for uh, why you should exercise and how to exercise, especially in college and even during college application season with um, all of those essays that you have to crank out and all that. It's hard to make time for exercise in the middle of that, but life doesn't stop for college. Life doesn't stop for college applications. Sure. So um, Morgan, I know you uh, have a little bit easier time than some of us, some of us with uh, getting motivated, but it took you some time to get there. Mm -hmm. So what is your first tip on like why you go to the gym? Well, I would say first, like we're using the word exercise a lot. And I think, you know, when we think about exercise, oftentimes people think about running on the treadmill or lifting weights or going to the gym. And I think something that has really changed my mindset about it is I really just think more about movement. Mm -hmm. um, anybody who is a human being who has a body that they can move is designed to move. And so you actually function at a higher and better level, both mentally, emotionally, physically, when you're moving your body each and every day. And that doesn't have to mean going to the gym. It can mean going for a walk. It can mean doing some stretches. It can mean lifting weights if you can enjoy that. It can mean playing basketball or playing with your siblings or your dog, like literally whatever it is. But what I notice is I experience the same thing, that when life gets really busy, particularly around school or work, the first thing to go is my exercise regimen. Mm -hmm. And that's like saying, okay, as soon as life gets busy, I'm going to deny myself this thing that is so good for me and actually keeps me you know happy and well and fit despite all the chaos around me that's the first thing that's going to go so we're not surprised when all of a sudden you know we feel more stressed out about school or we struggle to memorize things a bit more or our sleep patterns are more irregular or we're just not feeling your, our mood and our energy level isn't great when we're more sedentary and so um I think what, what helped me to shift things is when I, I always like to say that when I started prioritizing health over my school I actually became a better student. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I did not get there until my health was totally ruined. I experienced some really serious um, injuries and, and, and kind of an autoimmune stuff early on in my high school career that made it really difficult to go to school. I missed a lot of school early on in high school and um, it, it wasn't fun. And so when I decided, you know what, I'm going to make my health um, in general, mental health, physical health, when I'm going to make that a priority, I actually started seeing real benefits as a student. So um, I can talk all about the different, you know, research back benefits of 
exercise, how it boosts memory and your ability to learn, um, how, how it actually, you know, is an antidote to anxiety. They found, you know, real, real research that supports that, um, all these different things. So, but, but really in this episode, like Nikhil said, we want to deliver our top five tips that will really help you to start incorporating it into your own life. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, sometimes it takes a wake up call, like a serious injury mm-hmm. or um, just bad health. For me, it was gaining 10 pounds in the first month of college. And I looked, looked at that and I said, well, that's definitely not muscle. And I, I knew something had to happen, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, since then, I made it a priority to at least start by getting better sleep and eating, um, eating better food and hopefully getting in the gym more. Right. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to get motivated though. And that's where our first tip comes in. You're doing it for yourself. That's the most important thing about exercise. And, um, I'm sure it's different when you're not in college. I mean, from, from what I've experienced, it's a lot harder in college. So when you're trying to go to the gym, it can be kind of intimidating. Morgan, what are some of the thoughts that go through your head when you're trying to get yourself motivated to go to the gym? Well, I would say, you know, for me, I'll be honest, I think once you implement something like this in your life for long enough where you say, you know, it's not only a goal for me to implement exercise every single day, but I must move every single day. Um, when you implement that for a while, what once was uncomfortable becomes comfortable. Mm-hmm. So now I truly look forward to going to the gym. It's something I genuinely enjoy. Um, but there are still often times where like I'm planning to try a new exercise or a new workout and I'm genuinely intimidated and embarrassed to try it. I remember I never wanted to touch the squat rack because I never learned how to do real compound movements until I went to CrossFit and failed at it and was the worst, like most out of shape person in the class. And I thought I was an in shape person. Like the reality is sometimes you have to step outside of your comfort zone in order to discover something new and to develop a new skill. With that said, I would say when you're first starting, like understand why you're doing it. Like, are you, are you exercising to feel better? Maybe you gained a little bit of weight or you just want to feel, you know, more energized and and a boosted mood throughout the day. It's, it's not about the physical appearance of it. That will come. It's really about, do you want to feel better? Do you want to, you know, have that sense of accomplishment at the end of a run or a long walk or a workout at the gym? That's what we want to go after. So I would say whether it's that or it's something else, you know, maybe you're going you know, and you're exercising with some friends of yours, or it's a new year's resolution, like establish why you're doing it. And like Nikhil said, like, do it for yourself. And in those moments when you are feeling less motivated, um, what I kind of like to do is I'll take one step towards doing it. So for example, if I wake up in one day, which happens all the time, and I don't feel like going to the gym and doing the exercise like program that I plan to do, I usually plan out my workouts. Um, I'll say, you know what, I'm just going to wake up and I'm just going to do like five minutes of stretching in the morning and see how I feel. And if I still don't really feel right to go into the gym, maybe my body needs a rest day or something like that, or I just need to chill. Um, But oftentimes what happens is when you take that little micro step, you'll all of a sudden feel more motivated to actually go and follow through. So I would say do it for yourself and then just take one baby step in the right direction. It can be something within your comfort zone, not going to the gym, not going, you know, wherever you're uncomfortable and starting saying, I'm going to do five minutes of stretching or I'm going to go for a short walk and see how I feel after that. Yeah, that's, that's really important to just take those little steps and they compound and they get you to the point where you're in a routine. And you mentioned it a little bit um, in, in your part about motivations, but that kind of brings us to our second tip, which is to plan, plan, plan. Um, if you don't have a regular schedule for when you're going to exercise, when things get busy, you tend to cast it to the side. And 
Um, the great thing about college is that you have a set schedule, at least from my experience, a lot of like really abrupt things don't really pop up. Um, you can usually plan for, I know when my classes are, I know about how much homework I have for the next couple of weeks. I know when all of the parties are, so when I'm planning on going out. So you can really plan around it pretty well. Um, it's probably a little bit harder if you're still in high school and you have college apps because you're constantly working on those essays and new things pop up uh, every so often. But if you don't plan, don't expect to find the motivation to just randomly pop into the gym. For me, I found that when I regularly scheduled my workouts is when I actually showed up. Mm. You know, I don't quite have the motivation to just pop into the gym randomly and sustain that. It, it's not sustainable. That's really all it is. So when you plan, you know, pack all of your stuff ahead of time that um, have a time schedule for classes, that way you can just pick up all your stuff and go. Uh, right into it and you'll be able to fit um, exercise into a busy schedule. I think that's a I think that's a great tip and you know planning is kind of intimidating to some people this doesn't mean that you need to have an agenda or a planner that plans out every single aspect of your life but Nikhil is so right that when you have this non-negotiable time that is dedicated to exercise and what we mean by exercise is literally just like time for yourself so when you make that non-negotiable time for yourself, it makes it a lot easier to commit to it on the, on a daily basis. Um, you know, for me, when I was going through college apps, I knew that I would not have time to work out every single day, but I knew that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was going to make it into the gym after work, after school. So around 5, 6 p.m., I was at the gym every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I found myself more motivated to make time in those other days as well if I could. But you know, it used to be a non-negotiable time in the evening. Now I go to the gym first thing in the morning, but having that as part of a routine is, is a game changer. So I would say definitely plan it out like Nikhil said, um, and, and you'll already be well ahead. Once you get there to exercise, you might have some questions on what to do. I know right. uh, for me, it takes a lot of time to figure out, okay, how am I going to structure my workout? Should I go straight into the cardio? Should mm -hmm. I go for more strength training stuff? Morgan, can you speak a little bit on the importance of um, certain elements of the workout? Right. Right. So there are so many different types of exercise. And um, I think oftentimes when we think about exercise, a lot of the time people immediately think of cardio, of going for the treadmill or, or something like that. And that is, that is great. That is awesome. Um, but I find mostly that what people are most intimidated by is strength training and lifting weights because it's, it's more technical. Um, there is a technique to it. You have to have some more knowledge. Um, and, and as a result, people stray away from it. But what we're not realizing is that there, there are actually really incredible benefits to strength training. Um, and I, I'll say this, especially, especially to young girls, to women, um, there's this fear that if we lift weights that will become bulky. And 90% of my exercise is lifting weights and lifting heavy. And personally, I don't feel bulky. Um, I feel really, really healthy. So having that maintained muscle mass is, is really, really good for you. Um, I have a study over here that was published in the U.S. National Library of Medicine that strength training contributes to something known as ex excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, more commonly known as afterburn, right? Um, as your body recovers from your workout and moves back to a resting state, it will keep burning more calories because of your workout. And we also know that the, more, that the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn at rest when you are not working out. Wow. So the more yes, the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you're burning when you're grinding for that final. Like this is facts, this is science. So oftentimes we're raised to think like cardio, 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 and there are huge benefits of cardio, especially for anxiety and boosting mood. Like the, the results of long, um, you know, moderate intensity cardio 
So 30 minutes or, or 60 minutes between that range, very, very good for anxiety and, and mood improvement. Um, but we see some real benefits with strength training um, and some huge correlations between, you know, higher muscle mass and actually greater um, mass volume in the prefrontal cortex. So uh, things that are responsible for memory, learning. So all these crazy things. Um, and so it, it, it makes sense as to, you know, why people say, well, I feel so good when I exercise. And it's because they're actually doing a real favor and a real service to their brain. Um, and so if you can think about it that way, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of neat. So coming back to strength training is I'm going to put some links in, in, in the description of this episode with some resources you can go to if you're just getting started on strength training. Um, there's no need to overcomplicate it, but what we do want to do is start engaging those different muscles, getting some body awareness going on, just like working on your coordination. And you'll find that, you know, if you grew up as a runner or for me, I was a tennis player and a swimmer. I found, you know, I took the past three months off of running completely. I ran six miles last week at a faster time than I've ever run six miles wow. before. I'm not kidding because I've been strength wow. training and doing all these different things. Um, and I'll talk about mobility in a little bit, but this is all, it's all about changing our mindset around exercise. And if strength training isn't for you, maybe you enjoy cardio. Maybe you enjoy yoga. Maybe you enjoy football. Like it's all about finding the things that you enjoy and your body knows what's best for you. It will respond exactly how it needs to. So I hope that, I hope that answered that question. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great tip. And, um, especially for someone like me, my natural inclination is hit the treadmill for a little bit. Right. kind of sporadically and that's not again that's not really sustainable when you take those extended like periods of rest from exercise you get back into like a slower uh, metabolic rate and stuff yep. like that when you have uh, a lean muscle mass you're able to burn calories even during your rest periods and that's something that you know I'm definitely going to be implementing in the next couple months hopefully um, when you're getting to that uh, to that exercise though you want to make sure you're doing it the right way and your body has to cooperate which brings us to our fourth tip which is to remember to stretch and um, for me starting from a young age with uh, the medical condition I have my brain I lost a lot of coordination um, in my motor skills with my um, arms legs shoulders stuff like that so um, when I was in sports, when I was younger, I had a lot of trouble with like knee problems and my shoulder would um, get tight really bad and I would have to go to like physical therapy and stuff like that. And one thing that completely changed my life was stretching wow. to the point where um, it just started to feel so good that I would just randomly stretch in the middle of class and stuff like that. And I think that made a huge difference in my physical body composition because it, it associated a better feeling of my body with movement, mm -hmm. right? I know you could probably speak more to the specific kind of stretches that help with exercises, but just in a general sense, um, stretching is super helpful for mobility. And, you know, you've had injuries too um, mm -hmm. in your athletic his career. And um, the best way that I was able to overcome all of my uh, injuries were to stretch. And it seems so simple, but actually really helpful. I'm so glad you shared that. And you know, something that stood out to me with what you said was that you'd be in the middle of class and you'd start stretching just because you wanted to, because it felt yeah. so good. And um, I think it takes some time to get to that point. So for someone who's li listening and saying, well, I've never exercised before, or I, or I really don't enjoy it, or I'm not comfortable with it, that will probably be the case for the, for, you know, a certain period of time for a couple weeks, maybe a month or two, um, until you start to see the real benefits. And then it's like, you can't go without it. Mm -hmm. And, and something I want to say about stretching is I almost wish that we had made this the first tip because it's the best place to start. It's something that's accessible mm -hmm. to all of us. 
Um, but something that I want our listeners to think about is like, think about the last time that you were really stressed and maybe you were sleep deprived and you had a lot of stuff on your plate, maybe in regards to school or work or just life in general. Like, do you remember how you felt physically? Because for me, when I get stressed out, I feel it in my shoulders. My shoulders get tight. Mm -hmm. I feel it in my neck before I know it, know it, my hips feel out of whack and my body feels tight. And that is your body's natural, natural inflammatory response to stress. So there's truly no separation between physical inflammation and mental stress. And we need to really recognize this. And so when you stretch your body, when you do some mobility exercises, which just go on YouTube and look some up and give them a try, you're not only helping your physical body, but you're starting to release tension that you'll start to see benefits in mentally and emotionally as well. And so that would be my first tip <laughs> instead of anything else mm -hmm. yeah. is to implement a daily stretching routine. And this can be five minutes when you wake up or five minutes before you go to bed, stick to it to two weeks and then come back and tell us what kind of, what kind of benefits you see, because I promise you will. Um, it's, it's too much to cover in one episode, but I'm so glad you shared that Nikhil. That that's huge. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference and stretching leads to more motion, which leads to exercise. Um, and those, again, those things, those small decisions really compound and help construct a generally healthier lifestyle. I mentioned motion just a little bit ago, and that brings us to our, our fifth tip, which is move every single day. And I've actually found that quite a bit easier in college where everything is more spaced out and you have to walk across campus. Um, so you're actually presented a really unique opportunity to uh, get in your 10,000 steps. But um, really, the point is that you're just able to move more. I saw that the average amount that I moved in a day almost doubled when I went to uh, college um, and when I'm at college. And when, then when I come home, it's back to a little bit more sedentary lifestyle. Take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, for me, it was walking around the building in, in between like my study breaks and stuff like that. Um, heading over to the rec room and you know playing ping pong or just like walking around standing and talking to people just sitting there on your phone in your study breaks and not prioritizing movement really right. hurts you um, both mentally um, and physically as well as academically mm -hmm. I felt that every time I moved to a new study location I was able to regain focus and ultimately it did have really good effects on my physical health. I felt a lot healthier. Um, I ended up getting in a lot better shape over the last two or three months. That's super cool. I um, There's a study, I'll have to find it, but there was a study that was conducted this past year where they looked at um, professionals who worked a traditional eight-hour job, um, and they had a control group that just took a normal lunch in the middle of the day, and they had another group that had their lunch and also went, to a, went for a 15-minute walk in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the exact statistic, I don't want to be incorrect, but what they found is that with the group that took a walk in the middle of the day, their productivity across all eight hours when they measured it over the course of about a month was so much drastically higher than the control group. And it was just yeah. 15 minutes. And um, like Nikhil said, like that 15 minutes could be walking from class to class. Now, what makes it walking from class to class versus exercise? I think it's the, in, I think it's more of like an intention thing. So for example, yeah. I could walk to class and I could be on my phone the whole time and I could be like reading through my textbook or like, I don't know what, probably on my mm -hmm. phone, right? Mm -hmm. But if I decided to like put my phone away, and observe nature and recognize the fact that I'm moving my body and like I'm taking a moment to breathe to myself before I go into class or whatever it is like that's exercise that's movement and it's a totally different experience and result than if it wasn't intentional mm -hmm. um you know so I, I think it's 
that'd be my challenge to our listeners is that if moving every single day sounds intimidating, just give it a try. I think especially, you know, as we head into the new year, you'd be surprised at the little pockets of time you can find throughout your day to stand up and just like stretch and move a little bit or roll your neck a couple times or, um, or just go for a five minute walk and then start to, you know, set those more like those bigger goals, maybe going for a run or grabbing a friend and trying an exercise class at your gym. There's so many free resources on campus to take it to that next level, whether it's having free access to a gym, which you don't have outside of college. It's a really unique thing. Um, having a wellness center with experts there who can help you to mm-hmm. achieve any goal or just really learn about anything that you want to. Um, I would say start small and then use the resources that are right there at your disposal. Yeah, I, I agree totally. And I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to say it again, colleges give you all of the opportunities you need to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm you also have the freedom not to do so. But when that choice is right in front of you, make the, make the right one. And it was hard for me to do and I'm getting better at it and it's still a work in progress. But you know, if you have the opportunity to, to make yourself better, especially in your physical and even mental health, why not go for it, right? You're, you're only doing a disservice to yourself if True. you let go of one of the best opportunities to, to change your life. True, and I think, the last tidbit that I want to share is um, I was at the gym the other day and I was on the rowing machine, hating it. If anyone has not rowed, Nikhil, I will know because Nikhil rows as well, right? You row yes, a little bit. I do. It's like the most brutal sport. Anyways, okay. it is terrible. It's so bad. So I'm like on the, it's called an erg machine. I'm on the erg mm-hmm. machine. Like, you know what? I really just kind of like want to cut this short. And I'm like tricking myself into thinking that I'm like too tired and I need to take mm-hmm. a break or whatever. Um, and I looked at the TV and I, there was no sound, but I just saw an advertisement. Um, I think it was for MDA for the muscular dystrophy association. Mm-hmm. And they showed great some, organization, by the way, a great organization which DECA sponsors like every single year. It was a yes. weird con- coincidence, but I just thought about that and they had some different, you know, patients there on the screen. And I was like, you know what? So many of those people would, they would, they would do anything to be me right now on this rowing machine, moving my body. And like, so I would say, regardless of where you come from, if you have a human body that moves, like celebrate that every single day um, <laughs> and, and then witness the, witness the benefits of it. Um, there's, I think we brought this up in the past two episodes, which is that Purdue did a study and found that students who went to the gym actually had better grades. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. literally no reason to not try and incorporate this. So I hope that our listeners start thinking about this more and more as they go into the new year. And I can't wait to hear um, all of the neat benefits and, and cool things that they discover along the way. Yeah, well, you're going to be hearing them from me because I'm committing myself to better physical health over the course of this next year, uh, even starting now, I'm not even going to wait. Um, Morgan, you and me both. Yeah. thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It was really informational for me. Thanks for sharing um, some thank you. on this. Thank you for sharing yours, Nikhil. I, yes, I, of course, I, of course. I think it's great when we can share our own experiences. And I'm excited for all the different episodes we have coming up. We have some yes. great guests coming and some exciting topics that you, our audience, have been asking for. So we are thrilled to be answering those so soon. And thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next time. Keep it real. Keep it real. And that's a wrap to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond. But the real talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com 
to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next. Hey, Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms? Are you for real? <laughs> we always keep it real here at ICT. To catch our real talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm slash realcollegetalk for more options. Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing. Oh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at realcollegetalk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you. In the meantime, keep it real. Keep it real.